Hello, and welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Dustin Jackson. And we are knee-deep into Season 11 of The Conversation, Dustin. This is our first sort of regular episode for Season 11, after Cameron and I had the interview with Rob Wass last week. So, uh, you know, this, this is us sort of uh, stretching our muscles a little bit and getting used to the rigor of Donkey Kong Universe podcasting once again. So, welcome back, Dustin. Thank you. I'm I'm glad we're we're feeling things out. I I think I remember how who Donkey Kong is. Yeah, I know. It's it's been 9 years since we've had a brand new game and um it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget what we're doing here, what the whole premise of this show is. But for those of you just tuning in for the very first time, we discuss the Donkey Kong universe and everything related therein. It's part nostalgia, it's part news of the day, which is what this episode is, or rather news of the month. I mean, all of this is just reheated from the other week, but, you know, we we have fun bouncing between topics, whether it's Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker, Dinosaur Planet, anything that relates to the DKU spinning out of Donkey Kong Country, we cover and discuss and reminisce about here on The Conversation. We've got a lot of great topics lined up for this. Our 11th season on the air. Wow. It's kind of ridiculous because I've, I've been breaking down what we're doing each week. Uh, what we have you know, tentatively planned. And you know, these always change. Whenever big news breaks, we have to shuffle things around. But it was like, wow, we've, we've kind of I got this whole next two to three months figured out as far as what we're talking about. You would think the well would be dry right now, but no, we find a way. Yeah, I mean, we talked for four hours on Donkey Kong's treehouse. Yeah. There, you can't imagine the wells we'll delve into. <laughs> there's still uh, the well in Conker's Pocket Tales we need to discuss. <laughs> so many wells, uh, but... On this episode, we will be discussing the recent Nintendo Direct, their February 2023 Nintendo Direct. And I know a lot of you are out there thinking, right now, what the hell is there for DK Vine's conversation to discuss? There was nary any sighting of Donkey Kong on that Direct, let alone a Banjo and Kazooie. You're nuts. You're mad, DK Vine. <laughs> yeah, what? Are they turning into a Kirby fan site or something? Fire Emblem? No, don't worry. <laughs> this is an interesting one, and we'll really get into it. But honestly, first of all, let me just be completely honest. I was relieved nothing got announced because we already had our interview <laughs> with Rob set up for like a few days after that. And I was like, am I going to have to bump Rob Wass of Clive and Wrench to discuss the new Donkey Kong game? I, I had no expectation there was actually going to be the new Donkey Kong game announced in the February Direct. But it was just, there's always that fear that Nintendo is just going to come along and torpedo your well-laid plans. And thankfully they didn't. But 
even all that being said, I walked out of this direct feeling fairly good, fairly optimistic about what the future holds for Donkey Kong. So we'll get into why Heil Russell from off of DK Vine is feeling good about the Nintendo Direct that had very little Donkey Kong in it. So buckle up for that. It's going to be a doozy. Before we get into the topic at hand, though, I have to do some due diligence. It's been a while since I plugged our wares, and we have some new wares to plug, actually. We have some wares that you can wear on your torso because DK Vine at long last has a merchandise store. That's right. We've been talking about it for years and what has held me back? Well, quite honestly, I was being too precious about it. I wanted a bespoke, you know, state of the art, top of the line, personalized shopping experience and ultimately, it never got done because I, I can barely manage, you know, what I do for DK Vine on a daily basis. I can't also, you know, run a shop. So I'm not a brother's bear, Dustin. I, I just can't do it. But uh, right. ultimately, we decided, all right, well, what's within our means? And what is a reputable, reputable vendor that will offer a wide enough array of products that they will produce on demand for us and also ship internationally to our global audience. And ultimately we decided to go with T public T public. They, uh, some of, some of our friends u- utilize T public for their own art. And we were like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. So last summer I started making plans for this and, and then it just didn't happen. But finally we got it up and running just last week and it's the dk vine merchandise store at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise you can also find us on the drop down under latest on uh, dk vine or you can just find us on t public because it'll just redirect you there anyway but it, right now we have a selection of some t-shirts some that are straight from dk vine you can get dustin's conversation artwork on a t-shirt you can get last season's pirate theme or you can get this season's Hoovian inspired theme and uh we've also got some old conversation logos the dk vine logo but we also have shirts inspired by the games we obsess over and talk about and so that means you can finally own a witch brothers bear is best shirt you can own the in my opinion, brilliant Shabunga shirt, which uh, <laughs> which was Cameron's idea. We have the um, Keep Barrel and Carry Kong shirt, which was a pitch I made to Fangamer on this very podcast many years ago. And I might have like switched the wording around when I actually like broke down the concept. I forget, but the basic gist of it is the same. It's it's a parody of the uh, Keep Calm and Carry On. Poster, shirt, journals, you see that everywhere. But uh, it was like, this is a very stupid idea. I want to do it. And uh, <laughs> we, we also have the uh, It's Getting Late, Have You Seen My Grapes shirt, which is uh, <laughs> Jeff's joke, which will completely go over the head of 99% of our audience just because it's such an insular, stupid thing. But we have a shirt for it, <laughs> uh, which which honors a certain stretchy orangutan 
that you may know. Uh, but, you know, it, stuff like that. It's just uh, nonsense, but it's, in my opinion, the kind of fun stuff that if you know, you know. If you get the reference, if you, if you get the very obscure reference, then uh, you've made a lifelong friend. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's obviously stuff that we, we can't trample on copyright or trademarks. We don't want to ruffle any feathers over Nintendo or Rare. So it's all just very, like, in the spirit of, you know, we, we don't really cross any severe lines as far as what we reference or depict but uh, I, I think it's good. It's kind of stuff Fangamer used to do before they really went legit. So, uh, And in the future, we'll have even more stuff than just t-shirts. We'll have magnets and mugs and and other forms of clothing, you know, baby onesies and, you, you know, stuff for the whole family, really. Yeah, you can deck your whole family out in uh, Shabunga gear. <laughs> but, you know, right now we, we have an introductory selection. And we will be adding more stuff as the weeks, months, and years roll on. And I'm game to keep stuff available constantly. Like, I don't... There's no need to discontinue anything when it's made on demand. We can just, you know, keep keep it up there. So, if you're, you know, hedging your bets and you're like, I, I want a uh, don't stop till you swap enough shirt. I, I want that. <laughs> but... I don't know if I can justify spending the money this month. Well, it'll be there for you next month. So just make sure you bookmark our T Public shop. Like I said, you can find us on dkbun.com forward slash merchandise or find us on T Public itself, DKVine. Coming soon, buy DNA samples from your favorite conversation hosts. Oh, I've left so much DNA everywhere I stay. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, you don't even need to buy it. People can just go out there and get it for free. Bring your scraping knife. <laughs> well, we're also on Twitch. And, you know, I don't know. It seems pretty rote to plug a Twitch channel. It's like, oh, yeah, we're content creators. We're on Twitch. Like, big fucking deal. Get over yourself. Who isn't on Twitch these days? Yeah, but we are on Twitch. We stream two to three times a week. Generally, it's a pretty regular Tuesday night Idaho crew stream. It's you. It's uh, it, it's your Idaho crewmates. Uh, it's it's this big uh, sort of house party every Tuesday where you play something from the DKU or something DKU adjacent, or you find a way to connect to the DKU. You've made some pretty radical leaps over the the past year or two, but. It's always fun. It's, 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 I, I like to tune in when I can and uh, engage with the chat. And we do our Sunday DK Vine stream of thieves where we stream Sea of Thieves. And if you've ever been Sea of Thieves curious, but you know, the, the, the heavy, heavily bearded PvP Twitch streamers, you know, are not your cup of tea. If you really just want to see Sea of Thieves through the eyes of some old school rare fans who appreciate the world building and exploration and just go on weird tangents, it's basically uh, sort of a, a practice run of the conversation every week. You can just uh, tune in Sundays, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. GMT. We stream it every week. The only time we ever take off is... 
if somebody if I'm out of town or it's a major holiday like Christmas, right? So anyway, and I also have DK Vine done slow. I generally do those on Wednesdays, although I don't do it every Wednesday just depending on what my schedule looks like. But right now I'm in the middle of playing through Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. And I do it very Woo! slow. I'm almost at 13 hours in my playthrough. And wow! I've, I've only just now beaten Baron K. Rolenstein in Chaos Core. So still have all of Krematoa to go. Some banana birds action. So anyway, I, I I play the game. I comment on the game. I get into historical and lore details about the game. So it, it's a very deep dive into what makes uh, DKU games special. So so that's what I do um, as my solo Twitch stream. And you know, occasionally we have uh, special events on Twitch as well. So be sure you subscribe twitch.tv forward slash DK. Fine. Before we get into the topic, I promise this is the last thing for this episode. I do want to plug our Patreon, and our Patreon is vital for DK Vine's continued success. We don't make a lot from the merchandise store. We uh, we don't make a lot from Twitch ads. Uh, basically nothing. So the Patreon is really what keeps everything afloat. And just this week. My microphone died on me. I was in the middle of doing DK Vine Done Slow, actually. And all of a sudden, this horrible buzzing sound just erupted uh, when I entered the Lost World. And at first, I, th- I was just like, why are people complaining about the buzzing sound? There are buzzes here. Get over it. You know? <laughs> they got chainsaws on their back. They're going to be loud. Of course they are. But uh, I guess they're more like razor giant like buzz saws and not chainsaws but you know whatever yeah that sounds right yeah uh but it turns out yeah something went hinky with my microphone and i don't know if uh there's there's a static shock discharge that fried some components on the inside long story short i was without my high quality mic that i use for basically everything and uh thankfully you know because i had patreon money in the dk vine fund i could quickly reorder one get it here in one day and do this episode with you right now dustin and that's all thanks to our patreon and our lovely patrons who like i said they keep the lights on i donkey kong journalism doesn't pay the bills but our patrons do and you know this was right after i also had to get new joy cons because i finally got joy con drift and i will be sending those to nintendo when i can but i had to have new joy cons because sometimes you know i do play handheld mode switch when i'm doing work you know it's just the easier way to take notes sometimes if you're playing a game for any reason which i am right now so you know anyway long story short thank you patrons dkvine.com forward slash patreon and you also get some perks like listening to the conversation a day early uh or listening to it live as we record Ooh, swanky and and not just the kong yeah, although we will be talking about Swanky this year, hopefully. Ooh-hoo. I mean, maybe he doesn't have any role in the Super Mario Brothers movie, but then again, maybe he appears in the background for like a second. We know he's on the poster, yeah. that that one poster, so he's in there the somewhere, fact, probably. The fact that he's on the poster at all is just like, why would you go through the trouble to put this Kong who hasn't been seen in a game in so long on your big multi-million dollar movie poster 
Maybe they're just big fans. Because Illumination does what Nintendo don't. Whoa! Yeah. It's like, oh, Nintendo is like, oh, yeah, we don't need to bring back any animal buddies. We don't need to bring back the Kremlins until there's a massive fan demand and Illumination's like, oh, fuck, put Swanky Kong on the poster. I, I, I'm... Uh, I say that with love. I I very much love <laughs> Retro's games. You know, I just... Swanky's gonna put asses in seats. You'd watch. It's gonna put at least four asses in seats. <laughs> I think that's enough. Yeah. To make it worth it. We're not gonna be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie on this episode, but there is actually some stuff relatively recent that we're going to discuss. We might save that for next week to be continued. But for Ooh. this week, let's talk about the recent Nintendo Direct. The February 2023 Nintendo Direct for all of you listening to this in the future who want to go back and trace what we're talking about. Now, when this was announced, and of course, this is the whole, I say this every time we do a Nintendo Direct episode nowadays, but there's this god awful cycle of people speculating, rumor-mongering. Whenever there's a month rolling around where there's been a Nintendo Direct in the past, people start saying, new Nintendo Direct rumored to be taking place this day, that day, next week, this week, that week. Uh, here's the here, here's the fake list from the Nintendo Direct that in no way <laughs> will reflect reality. And it just becomes exhausting. And I'm just like, you know what? Nintendo always announces this like 24 to 48 hours in advance at some sliding time, you know, to to not favor any particular time zone and, you know, just deal with it. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I am a content creator and I'm so sort of wrapped up in what DK Vine's doing any given week that I really don't care when they do Nintendo Direct. But right. I, I don't know, it's just... I, I hate it, but um, <laughs> they uh, they they were right. There was a February Nintendo Direct, and you know Donkey Kong's history with these early in the year Nintendo Directs has never been completely stellar. Like they usually save Donkey Kong announcements, major league Donkey Kong announcements, for what's roughly you know corresponding to when the E3 Direct will be, since Nintendo and Xbox are reportedly not taking part of E3 the, in, in E3 this year, as is Sony. Like, they're all sitting it out, apparently. So, you know, what is even the point of E3? But um, we, we don't know if there's going to be any, like, June Nintendo Direct. But we did have... I, I think a relatively sizable Donkey Kong Nintendo Direct... Back in 2018, when the Tropical Freeze for Switch port was announced with new Funky Mode, and we had Donkey Kong Adventure DLC announced for Mario Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That that was sizable, I will admit, but generally in, in these pre-June Nintendo Directs, we get stuff like ports or, or DLC. Anybody going into right. this expecting the new Donkey Kong game... I think they were just setting themselves up for disappointment. I mean, there there was no indication there was going to be anything like that announced, especially because I don't think we're going to hear anything about the new Donkey Kong game 
until one, it's ready. I mean, I mean, when they're ready to announce it, when they've got a release date firmed up and they're like, yeah, it, it's ready to go. I think then and only then will they announce this. They don't want another Metroid Prime 4 situation where it's just in limbo for half a decade or longer. And two, I think they need to clear out some of their library of games that they need to get released that they've already announced and and they they want to get through first and that includes uh the legend of zelda tears in heaven what's it called tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom i will always get that wrong because i (laughs) just don't care i'm happy for fans of zelda i am happy for fans of breath of the wild i am happy for fans of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts but (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it's like yeah whatever i I, it's it's not for me my reaction to it was documented in real time if you think this is uh kayfabe if you think this is just heil doing a bit because he's mr dku haha isn't he funny uh I, i i actually have video recorded evidence of the tears of the heavens reveal trailer (laughs) at at e3 2019 when uh it came right after the reveal of banjo and kazooie and smash and i was just like i i don't care what this is and i walked up i i got up and i walked away and well, well, for normal people, I can see that being a good follow-up after Banjo being announced. But yeah. for people like uh, here at DK Vine, even even a big Zelda game, that's... I don't know if you can follow up no. Banjo-Kazooie no. and Smash Brothers. You know what's funny is I'm, I do kind of consider myself a Zelda fan. I, li- I like the Zelda games uh, pretty well, but... I don't even dislike I'm Zelda. Not, Right, but uh, even I'm not like super excited for Tears of the Kingdom just because I I got my fill with the first game. Like it's a huge game, Breath of the Wild, and I don't. I'm not necessarily craving more right now. Yeah. Maybe maybe when they show off more, maybe when it gets closer to it, I'll start feeling it more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like I said, I'm happy for Zelda fans, but it's just. Uh, not for me, but I, I right. think I think like all of Nintendo's marketing, all of their hype is mostly going to be focused on that through May, and then come June, maybe the doors will be blown wide open for things we haven't seen or heard about officially yet. But you know, having that having that knowledge and that foresight, and I talked it over with with people I respect and. Uh, you know, value their opinions. They they they're pretty people are pretty plugged into how things actually work in the industry, uh, group chats and whatnot. And it's just like, yeah, they're they're not going to show Donkey Kong today. That's that's just right. not going to happen. It's not in the cards. And I'm fine with that. Like I, as much as I desperately do want a new Donkey Kong game, I also want it to be announced right i i wanted to have the appropriate amount of thought behind it because we've been in the position where a donkey kong game is announced and it just gets shit on uh tropical yeah. freeze the, the, the whole re- pre-release cycle for tropical freeze was so unfortunate and it was very hard to be a diehard donkey kong fan during that period because yeah one 
hand, you could block it out. You didn't really have to let people get you down and rain on your parade. And I think we did a good job about that at DK5, but the discourse around that game everywhere else that wasn't a Donkey Kong universe safe space was just so toxic and demoralizing. And I don't think we're going to get that with the next Donkey Kong game because it's been so long. And I think people are understanding of that. Right. Tropical Freeze had the unfortunate side effect of coming, well, being announced three years after Returns was announced and also still being from Retro Studios when... It was also at a very fraught time in the Wii U's life cycle. It was a fraught time to be a Nintendo loyalist above all else. And everybody had this notion that Metroid is what the Wii U needed to turn Nintendo's fortunes around. Uh, Whatever. It's water under the bridge. But yeah, uh, Tropical Freeze eventually found the acclaim it so rightfully deserves. But yeah, I, I want them to do this in a way that makes the average person thirsty for Donkey Kong. Yeah, I, I, I don't want this to just play well in our community and not uh, go over in Peoria or wherever. You know, where, wherever the average folk live who don't necessarily think about Donkey Kong every day of their life. Right. I'm I'm always thirsty for Donkey Kong, Isle. You know me. You've well, seen you've seen the posters up in my room. I actually I've never seen your room, Dustin, but you wouldn't be <laughs> oh. here on my podcast if I didn't naturally. That's true, assume. that's true. At the very least, you have to like Banjo and Kazooie or Conquer or, or something. Like something adjacent, you know. You don't you don't necessarily have to like Donkey Kong to be honest, but you better like something that falls within the purview of the DKU. I'm the world's biggest Connect Sports Season 2 guy. That's fine. That's fine. Royston's in that. We, yeah, we accept all kinds. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so walking into this, I was just like, all right, I just kind of want to get it over with, quite honestly. Um, right. Because there's going to be a lot of games that I'm not really interested in, and I don't want to come across as some sourpuss like, uh, person who just, like... It, is miserable during these Nintendo Directs. But also the whole Nintendo Direct presentation style is kind of played out in my mind because you, you've you got the two halves of it. You've got the big announcements where there's they say, now watch this, and you know, oh, I have to pay attention because this is going to be something <laughs> coming from Nintendo. And then you've got all the other ones where it's just the disembodied narrator who... Uh, always has this air of surprise to everything like um like they they always have a statement and then they amend that statement with a perplexed question almost kirby and and he's on the switch <laughs> right but uh no uh, you know it's it's just like oh and for that disembodied narrator i can sort of tune out maybe uh because it, right. it's just going to be something that Probably isn't going to be Donkey Kong. Uh, you know, it, it's my deficiency. It's not necessarily the fault of Nintendo Direct style. I just wish they would kind of change it up or learn how to hype up everything in equal measure. You, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so I was just kind of hoping to get it over with. I was like, let me survive these 45 minutes and then I can get on with preparing for this interview we're doing with Rob Wass. But uh, there, there were... A couple big announcements 
that directly or will directly impact the DKU in the future. The effect isn't going to be immediately felt from this Nintendo Direct, but it's laying the groundwork for the future. And I think in very exciting ways. Would I like there to be something directly tied to the DKU with these announcements from day one? Yeah, of course. But I also know how to play the long game. This is the 11th season of the conversation. Uh, I, you know, I've been keeping DK Vine running since 1999. I do know how to play the long game, Dustin. So, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's fine. Like, like I, I wasn't upset with this Nintendo Direct whatsoever. And I, I do check social right. media sometimes. You know, I, I do the keyword Donkey Kong searches just to see what people are saying. And I see a lot of hand-wringing still, like, oh, they didn't announce Donkey Kong. Oh, why does Nintendo hate Donkey Kong? Oh, Donkey Kong's dead. Donkey Kong's F-Zero. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh. I'm wringing my hands literally as I do that voice, like, just just twisting my wrist around while I'm clutching that. I guess that's how you wring your hands. I never really thought about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I've never practiced. I, I don't want to keep laboring over this point because I, I don't want this to seem like it's a security blanket for the Donkey Kong community. Even if you don't believe the rumors or the well-sourced leaks even about a new Donkey Kong game being in the works for a couple of years now, there's going to be a major, major multi-million dollar Donkey Kong expansion to Super Nintendo World in Osaka. I, it seems to be being built from the outset in Orlando. We've seen the uh, aerial shots of the construction in Universal's, what, what is it, Epic, Epic Kingdom, Epic Universe, whatever it's called. And you can see the Donkey Kong portion is actually under construction as we speak, along with the Super Mario stuff. So it's going to be there day one when that uh, is launched. Um, that's that's so crazy to me still. Like, we, we've had a, a while now to get used to the news, but it's still crazy to me that Donkey Kong is getting a theme park. Yeah, it's the thing about Donkey Kong discourse these days is people really... I don't think they can see the the forest for the trees, or is it the trees for the forest? Which one is it? Which one? Is I it? think the for I think the former's right. Okay, because that's weird. Forest for the trees. You would think it would be the trees for the forest because that makes more sense in the context. Looking of at the bigger, thing. not looking at the bigger picture. Not looking at the bigger the picture, forest. right? So that's that's why that really like, trips me up as a. As a metaphor, because I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, uh, we should workshop it. We, we should like take it to them and say, can we punch this up a little? Who do you take that to? Who's in charge? <laughs> Who's uh, in the, charge sa- the, the sayings bureau. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Run that one up the flagpole. People are are, are just very like living in the moment. Oh, it's been nine years since Tropical Freeze without looking at the why. Why has there been nine right. years since a new Donkey Kong game? And look, believe me, don't believe me, there was a Donkey Kong game in the works a few years after Tropical Freeze. Not by Retro, by another studio. It didn't work out. The studio itself 
actually had to call the game off because they just couldn't devote the time and resources to it. And then that was when Nintendo said, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to do it ourselves. <laughs> and uh, that's when plans started shifting to bring Donkey Kong development back in-house in uh, EPD. But uh, that has been the primary reason why it's been so long since there's been a Donkey Kong game. And it hasn't been for lack of trying. And in the meantime, we've had placeholders like Donkey Kong Adventure, Tropical Freeze for Switch, stuff to keep the brand, keep the IP alive while they shift gears, while they reconfigure what the future of Donkey Kong is going to be. Ultimately, it's very good, as we've said, because Donkey Kong's been couch surfing since the buyout in 2002 since rare uh, was purchased by microsoft donkey kong has not had a stable home the closest he got was pay on and then retro but i think you know both of those options weren't really long-term solutions and the best route of course is to go back in-house and i that that is apparently what is happening but you look at the amusement park you look at the bizarre focus in the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I, I say bizarre focus because I know a lot of you are like, well, it's a Super Mario movie. Why wouldn't Donkey Kong be there? I mean, he's in Mario Kart. He's in Mario Party. Uh, but you look at the division of the brands these days and, and you look at what they're doing. It's it's almost a careful consideration what they're doing with Donkey Kong these days. They're planting seeds everywhere And uh, soon, I I mean, within the next couple of years, those seeds will be a bountiful harvest. But uh, we kind of just have to wait a little bit longer. There is clear investment being done in the Donkey Kong brand. And that's what I saw in this Nintendo Direct, of all things. I saw good things for the future of Donkey Kong, but they're not ready to show them off yet. So let's get into probably the biggest story, at least the most long-lasting potential uh, for for things in the future. And that is the expansion of Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion of Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Expansion. So There's a lot of expansion going on. Expand Kong, maybe. Woohoo! So, Nintendo Switch Online finally, finally gets the Game Boy player, uh, essentially. The Game Boy slash Game Boy Color player, because, you know, yeah. they're, they're effectively the same system, but I, li- I, li- I think of them as different things. I really do, just because Game Boy Color exclusive games would not play on the original Game Boy. I think, right. in my head, I know it, it's effectively the same thing, but in my head, they are Different enough. And uh, the Game Boy Game Boy Color Player will be available to anybody with Nintendo Switch Online. Anybody who has Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack can get the Game Boy Advance Player. And they both launched the same day. The day of the Direct, in fact. And uh, this is a big deal, Dustin, because the DKU's handheld library, I would argue, is just as vital as its console library. Maybe not 
from a purely financial standpoint or as far as the general public is concerned, everybody's going to always gravitate towards a Donkey Kong Country game over a Donkey Kong Land game. But I think the handheld library is where a lot of the hard work uh, that went into me becoming a DKU super fan actually went into. I would not be as big of a fan, entrenched, lifelong, being a Donkey Kong journalist, co-founding DK Vine, hosting the conversation. That wouldn't be my life if it wasn't for Donkey Kong Land coming between country and country too, and being this weird little game that was like Donkey Kong Country, but it had flying pigs, and oh yeah, here's this lore about Kremlantis, and oh yeah, Big Ape City is where the arcade games took place. Now you know that, and I was just, whoa! <laughs> just this this huge info dump, and and you know, at the time, I don't even know if I really cared about Donkey Kong lore. You know, I, I love Donkey Kong Country, but it was it was sort of this thing where, oh yeah, I love it, but you know, I I don't I don't really know how it's reconciled with the original arcade series. I don't know if it really does. And then here comes Donkey Kong Land explaining to me how the universe works, and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome! This is awesome! <laughs> and then there's yeah. Re- there's Rare's Game Boy Advance lineup, which I know uh, you you admire some of those. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd consider myself a fan. I think I like all of them. I, I think the only one I haven't really delved too much into is It's Mr. Pants because I'm just awful at puzzle games. So am I. And It's Mr. Pants made me get good at it because it was so utterly charming. It it prepares you for the real world. It does. It, it really does. Uh I haven't missed a tax deadline since I played as Mr. Pants. Oh, thank you, Mr. Pants. So, you know, all of those games, I, I would say the rare GBA lineup, which which includes the four THQ published games. I mean, Banjo Pilot is, is the only one that I'm sort of lukewarm on. I, I appreciate right. some of the stuff it does and introduces, but it's not really that great of a game. Uh, but I, I would... Right. Ride or Die with Grunny's Revenge, Saber Wolf GBA, which we just talked about last season, which we just finally came down on the side of it being DKU. Um, but that, and it's Mr. Pants. And and the Game Boy Advance Donkey Kong Country trilogy, which I I'd considered almost lost media because I was like, there's no way Nintendo will ever re-release those. Uh, but they are so vital to the history of Donkey Kong where... As we've gone over on this podcast, they were, at the very least, that first one, the the Game Boy Advance Donkey Kong Country remake from 2003, it was the most financially lucrative Donkey Kong game of the buyout era, 2003 to 2010, and it pretty much defined what the direction of Donkey Kong was going to be at a time when it was kind of up in the air, and it was they they ultimately decided, hey, we're going to make Donkey Kong Country four effectively, and uh, from there we get sort of the um, fallout that still felt today, where the Universal Park elements of Donkey Kong Island's appearance in the Super Mario Brothers movie it's still being influenced from Donkey Kong Country Returns and. 
really, we can trace that back to the success of the GBA trilogy. So the handheld library of the DKU is, like I said, vitally important to its history. And Nintendo has always been bad about preserving their history, making games readily available from generation to generation. And this is a step in the right direction for sure. And I don't know. I'm excited about it because I've always considered myself... Well, not always. I would say since the GBA, I've considered myself more of a handheld gamer than a console gamer. I I will, if I can, prefer to play a video game in a handheld context rather than sitting down in front of the TV and, you know, oh, let, let me get... Let, let, let me get my controller and play it. And I would r- rather be multitasking and handheld gaming right. lets me have something on in the background and also play a video game. And it, it just, just the way I prefer it's a personal preference, but since the GBA, the GBA was really, I think one of, if not my favorite Nintendo systems of all time. I, I just adore the GBA. I, I still think it's one of the most elegant, sleek, especially the SP. It, it's just, uh, it's just my jam, Dustin. I love it. Oh, same. I love the, the SP. I, uh, I forget what happened. I guess I just sold my original SP, but not that long ago, I just felt that urge to have it again. So I ordered a new one with one of them, uh, fancy improved backlights. Oh, I, yeah, the, the backlight and it's the, the whole clamshell thing. It's, it's funny to me that phones now are reincorporating flipping because somewhere along the way we realize, oh, hey, having a protective case around your screen is actually a good thing. It's fun. It's a good thing. It protects it. And and that satisfying like click when you shut it or open it. Mm, love yeah. it. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's funny that I like the SP so much because I consider that like the post buyout era of Nintendo where I didn't really feel at home with Nintendo anymore. Right. But I, I, I think the strength of that handheld is so strong. And plus, that was also sort of a secondary little quiet golden age for Rare, their handheld team. You know, we were still getting so much Rare goodness for Nintendo during that era that so many people just remember as, oh, all their uh, Xbox games were just failing commercially. And I'm like, yeah, and they were killing it on Nintendo, at least with, you know, Donkey Kong Country. I mean, I know their THQ games didn't get distributed all that well but they were were still fantastic and um anyway so yeah i'm happy to see both happy that we're expansion pack subscribers you know in the dk vine family plan and uh i actually haven't even installed the game boy player and the game boy color player i've just installed the uh the advanced player and primarily that's because the one certified appearance of the modern donkey kong what we classify as a dku game in this whole bundle this whole day one drop is mario kart super circuit yeah which you know let's be honest it it hasn't aged the most gracefully of your mario karts but i have a lot of nostalgia for mario kart super circuit it was my first gba game it was and, it was mine too. It was my very first one. And I just love the way it marries the aesthetics 
of Mario Kart 64 with the gameplay of Super Mario Kart. It's, yeah, it's just same. it's just a nice hybridization before you know the the series really went off in different directions, starting with Double Dash. We'll just we'll we will discuss Double Dash on this season of the conversation. By the <laughs> way, we will do a spotlight episode for Double Dash. I realize Ooh. my opinions on Double Dash have been quite contentious, but uh, we we will uh, try to give it its fair due. Come its. 20th anniversary later this year but yeah a super circuit you know it, it was the last time rare was credited for donkey kong's model in the credits of a mario kart game so it's a big deal actually um <laughs> and the arcade era donkey kong senior and junior they do appear in game and watch gallery 3 for the game boy color which is also included um which i don't know it's a weird one game game and watch gallery three why are you starting with game and watch gallery three yeah that's it's weird they do that for wario land too starting with uh three it it, they're weird picks i've heard some people say they're like their favorites maybe they are just like the most popular in the series like game and watch gallery four for the gba most recent game and watch gallery four it's also that weird sort of transition where they it was the last actual appearance of donkey kong jr in a non-retro context Um, right but they also incorporated the modern donkey kong on the title screen which what uh but very strange yeah it was essentially the game that was the retirement of the arcade donkey kong 94 um renditions of the classic depictions of donkey kong and donkey kong jr um which which kind of ran concurrently with donkey kong country and land and and rares take from 94 to 2002 um so anyway uh game and watch gallery 4 is more interesting i think to dk vine but game and watch gallery 3 is there now and yeah they do like uh super mario advance 4 super mario brothers 3 and it's just like you, you're you not starting with Super Mario Advance. But I, I can see why they would include that because it has all of the e-reader accoutrements, all of the additions that really make it stand apart from Super Mario Brothers 3 traditional. Uh, or, or I'm, I'm excited All-Stars. for that. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I've never played the e-reader, e-reader stages before. Yeah, I, I know some people were fearful that like the e-reader stuff was just going to be lost for time. So it's cool that... Like I said, Nintendo's very poor when it comes to preserving their history in a very comprehensive, complete way. So it's cool cool to see. And if Super Mario Advance 4 is there, then I'm really hoping that means that the Donkey Kong Country Game Boy Advance trilogy is on the table. I'm really hoping that Donkey Kong Country for Game Boy Color is on the table. Stuff that we would have never really thought would be available because the Super Nintendo versions are available on Nintendo Switch Online. Well, hey, now maybe there is this opportunity to get into all of these ports and remakes that did offer something different to the experience. So, Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, we were talking about Mario 3 having its e-reader stages. Uh, We can't miss out on uh, Donkey Kong Country's Candy Kong Dance Studio. I mean, you joke, but no, that would really be worth seeing again. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, 
those those Game Boy Advance versions do have stuff that's worth keeping around, uh, especially three with like its totally redone soundtrack and uh, the changes it makes. And the whole new uh, world, it, it, yeah, yeah, the new world, uh, the new boss in DKC two. Uh, that's stuff that's worth uh, keeping around for new audiences to experience. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know. I think it's weird that Donkey Kong was completely shut out. I mean, I say completely shut out. I know the arcade versions are in Game & Watch Gallery 3. Modern Donkey Kong, the rare Donkey Kong is in uh, Super Circuit. But, I mean, when you look at the breadth of stuff that was released day one or stuff that was, you know, previewed as coming soon when they did the scrolling game cases... No Donkey Kong whatsoever. Um, it's almost bizarre how they completely sidestepped every single Donkey Kong game. Even uh, Donkey Kong 94, which you would think maybe, you know, maybe Donkey um, Kong 94 because that's that usually, that should have been a day one. I think that's usually what people laud. Uh, that's that's what usually what people talk up. Everybody comes to me, not yeah. everybody, you know, but a lot of people come to me and they're like, "Hey, Heil, uh, what are your thoughts on Donkey Kong '94? Oh, may, would, you, would would you like to uh, contribute to this thing, this project for Donkey Kong '94?" I'm like, "Hey, uh, actually, uh, that that's." Go, gotta go to DK Girder for that. Uh, I, I I'm the Donkey Kong Country guy. Uh, I'll talk about Donkey Kong Land with you, and then you see like their face go ashen, <laughs> and they they're they sh- already on their way leaving. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't don't come at me with Donkey Kong Land. That game's terrible. I'm like, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's it's of its time, and it's an acquired taste. But it's got some brilliant ideas. Did I mention the flying pigs? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, your opinions turned around. Uh, it, even Mario versus Donkey Kong, which could have been included with, uh, you know, GBA, uh, it's like, what's up? Where, where's the Donkey Kong at? And I'm not worried. I, I am definitely not worried because we are going to get the entirety of the Donkey Kong Land trilogy at the very least. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to get King of Swing, which was also on the eShop. Right. But it's just it's just like how long are we gonna have to wait? Because they're kind of dreadfully slow at you know, releasing stuff. It's like when they announced Goldeneye, uh which was a huge deal, but it was also like, Oh, okay, I was hoping the next rare game was gonna be Diddy Kong Racing or Banjo Tui. Right. How long do I have to wait now that we have to get Pierce Brosnan and his time in the sun? I realize Goldeneye is a longer long time coming and because of the weird Eon Productions uh, loopholes they have to jump through for it. The only time to do it is the interbond period between Bond actors. That's the only time they can actually resurrect somebody like Pierce Brosnan's Bond and, and have it be this big rollout, because otherwise Eon Productions will not have it. Um, and that, that's a serious thing. Like that, That's the truth, as we discussed before when GoldenEye came up, you know, it, it's just, it, it's one of the biggest hurdles for GoldenEye actually coming back before now. It was like they had to wait for Daniel Craig to retire because they only promote the current Bond in any true right. sense. That's why uh, the Sean Connery From Russia With Love video game that came after Brosnan was done, um, but before they announced Daniel Craig. So anyway, uh, so yeah, have your time, James Bond, but... 
Diddy Kong <laughs> Racing still needs to come to the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. Like I said, I'm not worried though. Donkey Kong Land was on the eShop. Uh, King of Swing was on the eShop. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, what with the Donkey Kong Land trilogy would need clearing with Rare. It's probably just a technicality as these things always are. Nothing to fret. Right. It's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I hear, you know, people suggesting online that, you know, maybe, uh, they're saving up everything with Donkey Kong. Maybe there's going to be this big Donkey Kong explosion later on, maybe even later this year that they're going to tie in with a new game or, um, when the theme park is ready and you know, it's just like edging with Donkey Kong. It's going to be this massive release and it's going to be so gratifying. But I feel like that's what people always go to in these situations. Like, oh, they're just saving it for a Donkey Kong Direct. And it just generally never (laughs) comes true. It just eventually in the dead of night, some Wednesday, they're going to say, oh yeah, here it is, Donkey Kong Land. Uh, Donkey Kong Land is coming. And and it's just little fanfare. Uh, So I wouldn't get my hopes up for that. I mean, it's an interesting theory. And if you just looked at the evidence for this Nintendo Direct, it would almost be one I would agree with, at least, you know, hypothetically. But just looking at the history, I wouldn't count on that. I'm not dismissing the possibility. And of course, that would be my preference, too. But I also don't want to get people's hopes up because I don't know nothing. Uh, I uh, I haven't heard anything about a Donkey Kong Direct. I think that's wishful thinking. Maybe one day, maybe one day the series will be built back up enough where we can have that. But I, I think for whatever reason, they just launch with these games. And <laughs> that's it. Well, I, I, I thought it was... Uh, so when you even brought up the idea of a Donkey Kong-themed Direct... I, I just couldn't help but laugh, and I think that says a lot to, uh, I, I'm still, I don't know why I'm still in this mindset, because we're getting stuff like the theme park in the movie, but I guess I'm just so used to not getting big things like that for Donkey Kong, like a huge, like a big direct like that, I think of like Pokemon or Zelda, and just the idea of a direct that's all Donkey Kong, uh, it, it's just bananas to me. Oh, it's just a barrel full of, well, it wouldn't be, it was an empty barrel, that could have been full of monkeys, <laughs> but they didn't fill but it, it up. But it sure wasn't. No, they just gave us an empty barrel. Yeah, I think because I have been in this mindset since roughly 2018, uh, where I've kind of been keyed into what Nintendo's planning for Donkey Kong, what they want to build Donkey Kong back up to be. I'm sort of zen-like about it, so when I sit through these Nintendo Directs and it's just, oh yeah, here's your fourth Kirby game this year, here's your fifth Fire Emblem game this week, hyperbole, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not being serious, but that's what it feels like from the perspective of somebody who's had to wait so long for their time in the sun again. But I also right. know Nintendo does want that to be the case for Donkey Kong again, we just have to get there, and you yeah. Know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so. Right. It's it's kind of like even when K. Rule was announced for Smash Brothers Ultimate, I'm kind of like, are, are you sure this isn't too much for us? A character? Yeah, I, I said as much. I have change. Do you need change for this? When Banjo and Kazooie were revealed, I said as much. I said, you know, I would feel bad if we got Dixie Kong at this point. I'd be like, oh, no, no. We've had our fill. Please, please. Yeah. Spread the love around. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, as if it would be a bad thing to get more Donkey Kong content just because we're not used to getting it. I think we are a pretty demure, um, graceful fan base at this point where we're just like, oh, oh, please, we don't want to be self-indulgent. We don't, we, we don't <laughs> want to take too much uh, off other people's plates. You know, let, we, let's just uh, right. s- sustain ourselves on what we need and then we'll be content. We'll store up for the winter and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think we might have to get out of that mindset eventually. I, I think... Already, you know, there, there's a lot of um, head scratching out there among the non-Donkey Kong Nintendo fandom. Um, the, you know, the people who never got into Donkey Kong Country or, or what have you, who may be, you know, of the GameCube generation, the Wii generation, and have never really known Donkey Kong to be this ever-present monstrosity that's, you know, on par with Mario and Zelda. And there's this confusion. Why is Donkey Kong getting the universal uh, theme park expansion why donkey Kong? why isn't hyrule why isn't it kirby why isn't it this why isn't it that why isn't it splatoon this is bullshit this is this isn't nintendo this is <laughs> sacrilegious and you know it's just like yeah sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like i i hear you i feel for you uh yeah I, i'm i'm sorry but also you've never had the the periods of uncertainty that we've had like again i i I've, i talk about this but also we've also as donkey Kong fans have never had it as bad as f-zero fans or earthbound fans yeah. so we, we've kind of been in this weird middle ground between being a big damn deal and being uh completely overlooked and ultimately i think that's kind of been for the best for us as a fandom because we um we've never had a lack of things to talk about, especially DK Vine, because we also plug in the entire DKU, which extends the rare and platonic. So we always have something to talk about uh, sort of uh, of the day at DK Vine. It, it's never just this nostalgia. Hey, remember 20 years ago when people cared about Donkey Kong? Man, that was pretty <laughs> sweet. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a bygone era. Yeah, so... I, I think we've kind of actually hit the sweet spot, but I am ready uh, to sort of be that that I like I, I don't really even need to be the size of Zelda or Mario. I would just like it to be a Kirby situation where we have reliable product. We have reliable games right. and merchandise and we're never forgotten we can um, see DK regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when you go into Nintendo Direct, you might have a 50-50 shot of seeing Donkey Kong. Not one out of every 50 Nintendo Directs, you might get a Donkey yeah. Kong game announcement. So, we're going to get there. I, I, I am confident that we're going to get there. And, you know, whether or not we're going to get a deluge of Donkey Kong stuff for the GB uh, Nintendo Switch Online stuff... I don't know, but we're also going to get pretty much everything. Like, uh, at the very least, Donkey Kong Land Trilogy, um, I would say DK King of Swing, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, and, you know, if we're lucky, we're going to get some of the country ports or, or remakes, um, which, which would be Get delightful. ready to replay Conker's Pocket Tales. Well, well, we'll get into the uh, the other rare titles in a little Ooh. bit. Um I, I feel like we probably have some calls about them. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, I I just have a hunch. What can I say? I know our callers. 
So <laughs> we, we will uh, go back around to the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy and Game Boy Color. I said that in a weird order, didn't I? We will get back to that in just a bit. But I also want to discuss the other big thing. And, and on the surface, this is kind of a smaller deal. But I think when it happens, when the hammer drops, it will be a huge damn story. A story of redemption in a lot of ways. I'm talking about the news we got from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, i.e. the Booster Course Pack Wave 4 announcement, or I guess the Ooh. first look at Wave 4, which is not coming until April, which feels far away when you're in February, but it's only two months. You know, it's... Fe- February yeah. February is a weird time because you, you're still, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you're still very much... In the winter time, but you're in that part of winter where all the spring stuff is out in stores, but you're, it's like, yeah, but spring's so far away. And no, it's spring's in a month, technically, and then it, then it's April, and then it's May, and then it's summer, and then it's autumn, and then you're dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I know, I, I quickly escalated that to a dark place, but... <laughs> Wave 4 is a little bit more exciting than past waves. And it, it just from what we've seen, um, they just showed off a track and they showed off a new character. A new character, you say? Yes, a new character. Wow. So the new track is exciting because rather than it just being, you know, another city track from Mario Kart Tour or one of the, the new tracks for Mario cart tour that isn't a real world city it is a new track which presumably has been developed for mario kart tour with this sort of tandem development in mind Uh, but it's yoshi's island and this yoshi's island track is significant because we've had yoshi tracks before in mario kart 8 deluxe And in Mario Kart Tour, in the history of Mario Kart, we've had several Yoshi tracks. But we've never had a Yoshi track that is actually a riff, an homage, a celebration of the Yoshi's Island games. Right. And I'm glad we're finally getting it. It looks gorgeous. I've always been a huge fan of Yoshi's Island. I love that game. Probably probably my third favorite after DKC 2 and 3. I've always thought for it SNES. I've always thought it weird that we've never had this in Mario Kart. Yeah. It it's always been, oh, here's a Yoshi track, but it's it's like a it's like a canyon or it's just an island shaped like Yoshi, but not Yoshi's <laughs> That's island. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. And just like what what is this? Like why are you so afraid of embracing you know, your characters in Mario Kart, uh celebrating little aspects of them. And yeah, so this this is really cool. It's like, oh, wow, finally. It, it's been 30 years of Mario Kart. It, it's been um, like 27 years since a Mario Kart post-Yoshi's Island came out. And we're just now getting the Yoshi's Island track that, that's, you know, full of the um, aesthetics and characters and visuals that you've associated with Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island and subsequent games. So, yeah, that that's really cool. That would have been cool enough. Yeah. But the real bombshell, and I say that because she is a bombshell, Birdo is finally playable in Mario Kart 8. And 
and awesome. This this is this has been one of the weirdest things about Mario Kart Eight. It's been one of the great quandaries of Mario Kart 8 in the nine years of Mario Kart 8 discourse from the original Wii U game through Mario Kart 8 Deluxe through the booster course pack because Mario Kart 8 in my opinion and I shared this on social media and people started fighting about it immediately but in my opinion Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart I think it's visually I mean visually Come on, it is the best. But I think right. I think it plays the best. I think they finally got the item balance to a manageable level where you can have the chaos, but it never feels brutally unfair where even stuff like the blue shell doesn't knock you out of the game necessarily. You can get hit by a blue shell, but it's not game over at that point, right? Where in past right. Mario Kart, you get hit by that blue shell, you're done. You're in first place, not anymore. And um, <laughs> I, I think Mario Kart 8 is the first time in a long time where I feel like I've had fun with Mario Kart. Even even the AI is balanced much more fairly. It might not be quite Diddy Kong Racing levels, but it doesn't just feel like, oh, what? how are you cheating so badly? Like, this, this is just blatantly stupid. Uh, Mario right. Kart 8... I think pretty much resolved that, struck up a nice balance. I love the way the Mushroom Kingdom looks. I love a lot of the tracks. The biggest hindrance to Mario Kart 8 has always been the roster. And yeah, it's got a lot of characters, but just the general selection sucks. Some weird picks in there. And look, I I think it's great they got the Koopalines in there, but it feels like they got the Koopalines in there at the expense of some mainstays. And yeah, it's it's weird because on one hand, I do love having the Koopalings there because this is their f- debut in a Mario Kart game, right? right? I don't think they were in any before this. No. So that's neat, especially considering how much they're using them lately. But that's that's seven characters, seven roster slots. And I, I remember when they announced that how deflated I was because I was like, oh, oh, this is it, isn't it? Like, we're not <laughs> going to get a big number. And I, there's still that possibility oh, maybe Diddy's going to be in it. Maybe, maybe they just haven't shown Diddy yet. And then there right. was uh, there was some ad, I forget which country it was for, but it was an ad for Mario Kart 8, and they had Diddy's icon in there, and you were like, oh, okay, Diddy's going to be in it. And it turns out he wasn't. <laughs> but uh. the, the lack of Diddy, of course, it, it, it was the big sticking point with me, because it was my probably favorite Mario Kart game, but it can never really reach the levels I wanted to embrace it at because it was lacking in my favorite character who had been in Mario Kart right. Double Dash and he had been in Mario Kart Wii. And it, it it was just this weird thing where it's like, you, why isn't Diddy in this? Diddy was in the last two console games. Why isn't Diddy in this? It was bad enough when he wasn't in Mario Kart 7 or Mario Kart DS, but at least I could t- tell myself, well, Diddy's not in the handheld Mario Kart games for whatever reason. Right, just because those rosters are more limited than the console version. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know. It, it's been nine years of me really wanting to like Mario Kart 8 and really being disappointed with it. And I know it's stupid. I, I know it, it's superficial. Oh, Diddy's not in it. Big deal. Get over it. It's still a fun game. But when you have a favorite character, when you are so... 
attached to the idea of playing this uh, this this fun multi character game with your friends or by yourself, and most everybody gets in there except one or two people, and one of those people isn't your guy, then yeah, it's going to leave you a little bitter and salty. It's going to leave you a little bit right. jaded. And so when they announced the booster course pack, there was this possibility. I was like, oh, are they going to add new characters? Well, no, even before that, when they uh, announced Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and it was like, there's going to be new characters. They're like, oh, yeah, is Diddy going to be in it? He wasn't. They added like what? King Boo and uh, Dry Bones? Was it Bowser? Was it Bowser Jr.? Was it Bowser that was Jr.? Added for it? Um, and then uh, maybe I'm remembering wrong. the Inklings. Yeah, Inklings. So it was just like, okay, so this is a Mario Kart game with Link and the Inklings and Animal Crossing characters. And, and this was the one that introduced shit like Pink Gold Peach to the world. And, and you know, Ugh. the variant game is, uh, is kind of a, a fun joke now with Mario Kart Tour because they went so overboard with it. Luigi with right. the big sausage and Astronaut Mario. And, and it's it just like, haha but it's mario kart tour and and i i feel like that that's kind of the vibe of the game and it's it's kind of funny how absurd and just over the top it gets there but with mario kart 8 you kind of want something a little bit more streamlined and and i don't like having multiple marios on the track like especially when you right. can't like canonically say they may be separate beans, like Metal Mario at this point, it's kind of a separate bean than you know regular Mario. But es- especially since other characters have like alternate costumes or alternate looks you can choose in Mario Kart Eight, like the different colored uh, shy guys, I believe, or Yoshi's, uh, yeah, or the Animal Crossing villager, yeah, or uh, or now the Birdos, yeah, yeah, the totally Birdo so, Brigade. So having those, like the Cat Mario, Metal Mario, Pink Gold, Metal Peach on the roster, taking up their own slots just feels like take it valuable real estate that doesn't have to be used. And sure, like it's kind of a Smash Brothers clone or Echo situation where, you know, they only had so much time and this is just a, a simple kind of reskin and right. you know it, it wasn't this either or situation it wasn't that oh we're adding pink old peach instead of diddy kong and so well diddy kong was never going to be in this but here's pink old peach and and i i sort of disagree with that mentality sometimes because i'm like well does pink old peach have to be there doesn't that devalue like the the roster just having all of these duplicate characters on there in a race like, yeah. isn't, isn't the joy like you're actually racing as these characters and but i guess once you have, throw the baby characters in the mix it just becomes <laughs> it, it, i mean it, it's already kind of uh ridiculous at that point so i, I realize that my perspective is not everybody's perspective and i know like in japanese culture it's you know the whole like variant thing is, is viewed a lot differently where it's you know it's more like, oh, we, we really like this rendition of this character, and that's why it's in it, not, you know, oh, well, this is just another version of Mario. It's like, this is baby Mario, and and there are baby Mario stands out there. So, whatever, you know, um, I, I'm not going to judge other people's preferences. I, I can only speak to my own, 
But yeah, if Diddy was in it, I would completely like forgive Pinkle Peach. And so yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out on the Switch and no Diddy, no Birdo. And and Birdo is a character I also have great affection for because I'm a Super Mario Brothers 2 fan. I right. I love Super Mario Brothers 2. I don't Doki Panic, whatever. But I, you know, the whole debate around that game, around the the time I was most unaligned with Nintendo fandom, especially online Nintendo fandom, and like editorial opinions in video game magazines was 2003, around that time when people were hating on Rare, hating on Donkey Kong Country, and hating on Super Mario Brothers 2. Just all the things that I loved, but I think people have come around again on Super Mario Brothers 2, where this idea that it's not a real Mario game uh, it's kind of been uh, left to the uh, the dustbins of history, and people recognize its valuable contributions to the 2D platforming genre and, and everything yeah. it brought to not only that, but the Mario series itself. Birdo is a fantastic character, very memorable, iconic, and I loved when they started incorporating her in stuff like Mario Tennis and... Um, they had this implied, maybe romantic relationship with Yoshi, which I thought was a clever conjoining of different dinosaur characters from completely different areas of the Mario canon. I was like, that's, yeah. that's really fun. That's a fun idea. Why not? Let's embrace that. And so now we have Birdo finally being added. And I didn't know there's going to be new characters on the table for the booster course pass. Because if this is wave four, you would have thought they would have hit now, by now, right? But I think they yeah. were saving these until the latter half of the booster course pack. So, uh, and it's been confirmed, I think, that new characters are coming for waves five and six as well. So, yeah, they confirmed them. Yeah. So, why this is important, well, duh. Obviously, this means Diddy is on the table again. And, you know, <laughs> if, we, if we just have that blind hope, oh, maybe this means Diddy, surely now. Uh, I've <laughs> this time for sure. I've already seen cynicism online. It was like, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself, DK Vine. Watch, Diddy's not going to be in this. You know, they're going to add Birdo. They're, they're going to add characters from Tor. They're not going to add Diddy. Overlooking that Diddy's in Tor. But right, this is why I have hope. And, and not just hope, but high hopes. So, data miners for Mario Kart Tour. And I don't know. I, I don't think miners should be getting into the data at all. I mean, it's like, where, where are they learning this? In school? <laughs> I never learned things like that at school. No, uh, data miners for Mario Kart Tour. They recently uncovered... The just announced Yoshi's Island track. They they found it before it was announced. They found files for it in Mario Kart Tour as M-O-B-Y-A. The M-O-B, I, I, you might think it's pronounced Mob Y-A. It's like, what 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 does the mob have to do with this? But it's actually Mobile. Mobile Y-A. Uh, the mobile oh. rendition of Yoshi's Island has been found uh, by data miners. References to it. However... There's also other unidentified tracks, MOBs, and one of them is called MOBDK. Now, I know those letters. Yeah, right? So, Birdo 
like I just said, is kind of heavily associated with Yoshi because in these types of games, she's paired with him. So we're getting Birdo and the Yoshi's Island track in the same wave. Now, where are they going to add the characters to the roster select screen? Well, if they add them in a column, they need to start adding way more than just three. So there's the possibility we may be getting additional characters in each wave. So Birdo is the first one they announced, but it's possible we might also get Birdo and, I don't know, Kamek. That'd be neat. I'd be down for Kamek. Kamek's a Mario uh, Kart they- tour. I, I would have loved Poochie, but unfortunately he's not a returning Mario Kart character, but he is in the stage at least. Right, so so they can not only pull from past Mario Kart characters who never made it into Mario Kart 8, they can pull from new characters from Mario Kart Tour as well. Of course, Kamek has a whole history with Mario Kart, was originally going <laughs> to be Koopa Troopa's replacement in uh, Mario Kart 64, and uh, Wario replaced Donkey Kong Jr., and then they had Donkey Kong, the Donkey Kong Country Donkey Kong, Super Donkey Kong, Rares Donkey Kong, replace Kamek at the 11th hour. So uh, Kamek, long storied history with Donkey Kong. If they are doing Yoshi's Island as a track and they're having Birdo paired with that, Kamek would be a pretty safe bet, I would say. Now, M-O-B-D-K, Dustin. Oh, I just said, you know, we've never had a Yoshi's Island track that actually invokes Yoshi's Island. It's it's the um, celebration of the Yoshi's Island games. Now, we have actually had that with Donkey Kong because the Retro Studios developed DK Jungle that they did for Mario Kart 7 and returned in Mario Kart 8. It heavily borrowed imagery from Donkey Kong Country Returns. I mean, it, it was the most flagrant celebration of the Donkey Kong series in Mario Kart. And it only would have gotten in there. uh, I mean, the only way it would have gotten in there would be retro, uh, retro co-developed MK7. And they got a little indulgent. And I thank them for that because we got a a Donkey Kong track with Fragoons and uh, Tiki Goons and Screaming Pillars and the Tiki Airship. And you had... uh, a facsimile of his jungle hut and the golden temple. It was cool. It's a cool track. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it, especially after losing uh, jungle hijinks in Smash Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a shame, right? I would have loved to see K. Rule bounding about in a Donkey Kong Country Return style environment. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I'm, I'm glad that that era of Donkey Kong gets to still get its due in a game like this. Yeah, so what what could the Donkey Kong track entail since we've already had that? Now, I've seen suggestions theorizing that it could be a purely rare era throwback, which I very much doubt, um, just because Nintendo, while they sometimes play the nostalgia card, the aesthetics for a Yoshi's Island game have not evolved that much since 1995, whereas Donkey yeah. Kong has changed studios a couple times, and the the rare aesthetics aren't really in use today. Like, you will see yeah. homages to it in, in Smash Brothers, sure, but um, they're, they're not going to pull out, like, 
the plastic looking palm trees from the ACM era. I was era. just thinking of the yeah. trees. Yeah, they're, they're not going to pull out Donkey Kong's original treehouse. The closest we're going to get to seeing that is the, the treehouse logo for, you know, Nintendo of America's presentations. But you're, you're not going to get that in game. It's not going to be celebrated just because, you know, that was a generation ago. It was a studio that's no longer readily working with Nintendo on current projects. And, it's it's just not what Donkey Kong's future looks like, even though right. they may pull back characters and you know stuff like that. But I I've also seen people say maybe it's going to tie into the way Donkey Kong Island looks with the Super Mario Brothers movie and be a, a track based off of that, which I also doubt. At least in such implicit um, or I guess explicit terms, I think. You know, there may be similarities with the look of DK Island in the movie and maybe whatever EPD is is cooking up allegedly. But right. I don't think it's a case of them. They're, they're just going to look at the movie and be like, let's do a track based on that. Because Nintendo's never really operated like that. I think there's more direct communication with Nintendo and Illumination about maybe what Donkey Kong Island should look like. But they're not just going to be doing a Donkey Kong Island the movie track. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Especially since the movie, if they were to do a movie track, which I don't necessarily think they would, I don't. I also don't think that DK would be the one to right. get it. Right. Yeah. Unless it was part of a series, like here's all the iconic locations from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Here's the Brooklyn yeah. track, everybody. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah, but we already have New New York minutes, so you know. Oh, that's kind of redundant. I think, and this is just my opinion, this is just my educated guess, and I was educated at Kong College, Dustin, so you know I was educated poorly. I think the two greatest likelihoods uh, are that this track will either be based on the upcoming Donkey Kong game, maybe our first look at Donkey Kong EPD, or maybe our second look, depending if we get an announcement beforehand, or... And this is also, I think, a strong possibility, a Donkey Kong arcade-style retro track um, set on the girders. Ooh. Because we have... That could be a fun one. We haven't had that in Mario Kart. Um, Yeah. And, you know, you could even do that. Say it was announced with Diddy, like Diddy's return. Let's say they are doing, like, two characters per wave at the very least. What if you had Diddy? And they wouldn't do this because... Again, I think it's returning characters. And unless they already have him planned for Mario Kart Tour, I very much doubt it. But imagine if Cranky Kong debuted with an arcade-style retro track. I think that would be... Any disappointment from country fans that, oh, the new Donkey Kong track is a girder stage, but oh, here's Cranky Kong. Oh my god. Ah, I I can get (laughs) on board with that. Uh, that. That would be fun, but I think that's a long shot. I think it's, you know, I, okay. I, I, look, there, there's never been a Yoshi's Island stage that actually uses direct inspiration from Yoshi's Island. There's already been a faithful DKC series recreation, albeit just from Donkey Kong Country Returns. And there's also yeah. been a few generic Donkey Kong jungles before it and two ski resorts. So <laughs> I think the only place to go to warn it would be something from the new game or a total throwback to the girders uh something like 75m and smash 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for either of those. Uh, it gets a new sort of uh, aesthetic into Mario Kart. Now, I'm I'm not completely dismissing the idea of, uh, of something that incorporates more rare era stuff like oh here's winky the frog and and here's in guard bouncing out of the water i mean that would here's be trough and scoff <laughs> oh my god you're at the the nipple piercery oh my god <laughs> drive over and clamp those nips shut no i think that um it's unlikely. I think any rare inspiration would just come through with an EPD stage. Like if they bring back Animal Buddies or Kremlins, you might have them running around. But right, I don't know. That that's just pure speculation. But I think those are the two likeliest scenarios. And yeah, there may be some visual similarities in an EPD track with the movie, but it's not going to be Super Mario Brothers the movie, the Donkey Kong track from the movie. That's nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this definitely cues up speculation that, oh, okay. So wave four was the Yoshi wave. When's the Donkey Kong wave? And, you know, is the Donkey Kong wave going to come with a bevy of other Donkey Kong announcements? Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that, but I do think we are getting, uh, some, some hefty Donkey Kong announcements coming up for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which, is weird because, like I said, I've already sort of made my peace with having this weird emotional disconnect with Mario Kart 8. And finally, after nine years, I'm kind of getting hyped about it again. <laughs> it, it took <laughs> wow, almost this a is decade. all they had to do. It took almost a decade for me to get excited about Mario Kart 8 again. And uh, I, I'm like all, almost glad now they haven't moved on to Mario Kart 9 because maybe I'll get to make my peace with this. At long last. Maybe this is the healthier option. Just for me and me alone. But (laughs) They can finally right their wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I think... I I have a whole list of wrongs they need to right. So if we we can start (laughs) checking them off one by one. Bringing K. Rollback was one. Getting Banjo and Kazooie in Smash was two. Getting the original N64 Banjo-Kazooie back in play was three. I've got another 187 on the list, so... We'll get to them, we'll get to them. Yeah, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> so, Dustin, we got uh, we got a couple calls to take Ooh. relating to the February Nintendo Direct. Now, calls one and two, same caller. Uh, they did a thing where they hit the three-minute limit, and then they called back to finish their thoughts. So, we're going to play those back-to-back, and then we will discuss it before moving on to the next call, if you would like to call into the DK Vine hotline, not you, Dustin, because, you know, you can just be on the, the podcast. You you can sit here in the studio with me. But if you at home, wherever you're listening to the conversation, if you would like to call in and express your thoughts on any topic, especially the topics we announce uh, on social media before we record these then feel free to call in anytime at 1-202-630-VINE. That is 8463 on your phones. Uh, That is the DK Vine hotline. You can leave a message day or night. Great selection of numbers and in a good order too. Yeah, I know. It's just amazing. I didn't even try to get a a phone number that, that corresponded with Vine. That's just a complete coincidence. Lucked out there. 
Wow, you you could have gotten like the the phone number that ends in barf. Yeah, but you got Vine. Yeah, and then I would have to rebrand the site. It would be messy. <laughs> DKBarf.com. All right, let's go ahead and play the first and second calls. Hey, Heil and Dustin, or uh, Dusto. Since that Banjo-Kazooie uh, video you guys recorded, I keep calling you Dusto in my mind. Anyway, so that direct. Um, I don't want to speak for too long, but I thought it was a, it was a very good direct. Obviously, I know for... You know, you, Heil, and, and Dustin, obviously no significant DK news there is kind of disappointing. But I guess, you know, you probably don't care about my thoughts on Metroid and Zelda. Well, like, you know, I'll just cover the stuff that are important. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. You know, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, Nintendo is furthering adding more platforms to, you know, the NSO. Obviously, I know it would be nice if they had more, it would be nice if they had a more consistent pace, it would be nice if, you know, this, that, and the other. And obviously, I'm on emulation exists, but, you know, just hearing some of the games coming out and just seeing the, the talk about some of them, like, you know, Wario Land 3, you know, it, it's clear that, you know, emulation and ROMs, you know, that it's good, but, you know, some people just want to play these games officially, and I think it's great, you know, that... Um, Nintendo is still doing that. I'm glad they did both GBA and the original Game Boy, because the original Game Boy is kind of, you know, it's a little archaic, so it's nice to do GBA. And I thought it was really fair to put, you know, the regular Game Boy on the base and the GBA on the expansion pack. So, you know, really good all around. Uh, you know, I never played uh, the DK Land games. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DK Returns baby, uh, so I'm, I'm a bit of a younger fan. So, you know, finally, you've always really talked up uh, Donkey Kong Land. So I'd be, it'd be really exciting if they, those came to the Switch. I'm sure you guys will talk about that. Um, another really exciting thing is um, Mario Kart. You know, I know, you know, it doesn't have an adventure mode, um, like, you know, Diddy Kong Racing, and I know maybe it doesn't get as obscure if it's picked as, you know, Craft Team Racing. But, you know, I think Mario Kart, as you said, Hyle, I mean, it is the best Mario Kart. I mean, the level of polish and, and, and the refinement and details in that game is nothing sort, sort of astonishing. I mean, the music, I mean, even in the booster course pack, which, you know, some of the courses, you know, aren't the best of quality compared to the base game, but the music is also really good. And new characters, I'm so happy about new characters, because really, you know, aside from an adventure mode, that was kind of the big thing of pulling it back. And, you know... I was, the Yoshi's Island course looks great. Um, if they made a DK course, I'm not sure how they'd make it, like a DK Island, how they would, you know, differentiate from the Returns one, but, um, you know, having Diddy Kong and Birdo, or at least, you know, Birdo right now, we should have been there since the start, you know, I'm just, I'm glad they're filling in, you know, gaps in the roster, because 8 is really good, you know, it's great. Um, it's no Mario Kart 9 or, or 10, I guess, off top tour, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great, so I'm, I'm really glad. Hi again. Uh, this is Traveler of the Stars, by the way. I didn't really say that last time. Sorry about that. Um, so I don't have to say. Also, I'll make this really, really quick because uh, I know I got cut off. Uh, yeah, you know, just it's exciting to if what Nintendo said about NSO before, if it carries over to the next, you know, Nintendo console, which hopefully is just like the the DDS to the 3DS, like they keep they keep the Switch form factor. Um, but yeah, you know, it's exciting that, like, yeah, like, Banjo-Kazooie, it'll have Banjo-Tooie, you know, Goldeneye, and maybe Diddy Kong Racing, that, like, that just stuff will carry over. You know, it's exciting that, you know, 
it's slow and steady, frustratingly so, but Nintendo is still, you know, West shutting down the eShop. They're like, no, here, here's Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. That's really exciting. Here's a question. They're never going to do it. They're never, ever going to do it. And I don't have any nostalgia for this rickety-ass console, but imagine if they did a little uh, Virtual Boy, you know, uh, NSO app for, like, the base thing. No one would care about it. I mean... They should have brought that back to the 3DS, Tiger Man Perfect. I mean, Virtual Boy Wario Land was like the only good game on it, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, anyway, what do you think about that? Sorry that this was long. Uh, looking forward to the discussion. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. And, yeah, um, I'll, I'll touch upon a couple of your points here. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of chatter uh about when is the switch 2 coming out when when are they gonna get a new console out there and i don't think nintendo's in any hurry to move on from the switch i don't um there's this idea that oh the switch 2 is gonna be launching in 2024 it's like well the switch is still doing pretty well uh i i don't think there's any rush especially because nintendo's really been able to carve out a niche for themselves in comparison to PlayStation and Xbox. You know, they've got their own identity. They don't need to really chase like the next, next gen. They can keep on keeping on. If people are still happy with the switch, then I don't really see the, the it's, it's kind of like where they were with the uh, NES, honestly, back in the late eighties, there wasn't a lot of high pressure, because the NES was still completely dominating, especially in the Americas. I mean, particularly in the Americas. So, you know, it was like, oh, we don't really need to get the Super Famicom over there because, you know, there's not a lot of pressure. And obviously the market's completely different now. But like I said, they're they're no longer worried about being the industry leader. They're just worried about having their own, you know, portion of the market share. And they do. Yeah. And so, you know, all, all of this um, chafing uh, about the lack of a Switch Pro and, and the lack of a Switch 2 or, or whatever comes after the Switch, I don't think Nintendo cares. I, I think they've got stuff in the works. Obviously, they're planning for the future. They always are. But I, I think they want to get the most out of the Switch as they can. And I still, still think there's pretty much uh, a good portion of juice in in that in that uh, original switch so um i i think launching these these new um players game boy slash game boy color and the game boy advance to nintendo switch online um is a, is at least a demonstration that whatever the future does entail uh, both immediate and long term the switch infrastructure is sticking around at least for, right. at least for, well, for a while we well we have some breaking news in the chat uh mitchell f wolf says uh switch 2 is going to be launching in 2024 actually i said so mitchell wolf oh yeah uh, i i didn't consult with mitchell wolf before i made my show notes rookie mistake i've only been at this 11 years now that he's said so you, you yeah. know, we we kind of have less of a leg to stand on with this whole argument. <laughs> you know, that's that's the type of rookie mistake you stop making in the twelfth season of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there eventually. 
Uh, I'm just not in any hurry for a Switch 2. I have to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I like my Switch. I, I, I think the Switch does exactly what it needs to do. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't want to have to buy a new system. I'm happy with my Switch. Right. That That's kind of where I am, too, because for any other... If I need, like, a, a powerful system to play something on, I have my uh, Series X I could just play it on. And I have my Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but, but to Traveler's point, I can call you Traveler, right? Uh, I, I think it's... I think safe to say that we won't necessarily have to worry about them starting everything over again with, with whatever comes next. I think maybe some of the pressure's off a little bit. Like, oh, when are they going to add Diddy Kong Racing? Donkey Kong 64 is still not on uh, NSO. Oh, 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 well, we can calm down because they just launched this. I, th I think... This this artificial ticking clock has just been extended quite a bit. So yeah, it it feels like something they could carry over to a Switch successor, I, and I don't know, maybe they won't. I I can't say, but well, just something about it feels like uh, future proof. Yeah, it, it does feel more future proof than the eShop because the eShop you're directly yeah. downloading this stuff to your console, and and this you exactly. just can carry over. Um, it, yeah, it's cloud based gaming. Isn't it great? Yeah, definitely. It's great until it's not great. It's great until they just pull something <laughs> from the service, uh, which I, I fear they may do with some like GoldenEye eventually. You know, I don't know how right. long term the rights are for that, but um, that's why you want to make sure you uh, download it to your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, to your second point about the Virtual Boy, you know, we we were advocating for the Virtual Boy on the 3DS. When like before the 3DS launch, we're like, ah, this is our chance. This is our chance to get Virtual Boy games back. They didn't do it then. I would be shocked if they did it now. But you never want to say never, um, because at once upon a time, I would have said there's not a chance Banjo Kazooie will ever be playable again on a Nintendo system, right? Right. And, um, you know, Nintendo's sometimes surprising. They don't like to acknowledge the Virtual Boy, but sometimes they'll just acknowledge it. And they'll be like, whoa, they, they talked about <laughs> the Virtual Boy there. And, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Virtual Boy Wario Land, which, which is considered uh, a great platformer, highly overlooked just by virtue of being a Virtual Boy game. But I, I would say there's uh, a couple more good games for the Virtual Boy. I stand by Galactic Pinball. I think Galactic Pinball is the best video pinball I have ever played. Nice. Yeah, I, I never played it, but I remember uh, you guys back in the day really hyping it up. And there's just something about it. Like, it, it does what to uh, pinball games, what It's Mr. Pants does for puzzle games for me, where it has context and lore and it's just this uh this little uh corner of the galaxy that that just feels interesting and um it's also uh kind of a metroid game so that that's cool but uh yeah i i think there's actually a lot for the virtual boy that would get reconsidered if they would bring the games back in uh, a context where you didn't have to haunch yourself over and look through a visor on a um, like a little stand and, and uh, you know 
then if you're, you know, suffer from colorblindness, if you have depth perception issues, if for whatever reason, you know, you can't actually perceive what is being displayed to you, it's it's kind of it's it, it's it's worthless. But if you could take those games and find a way to make them work, um, even have a colored toggle where you you know change the the red to something else or you know i i think um that would be great and i think there's a lot that's been overlooked i think mario clash um i mean that that's like taking the traditional mario brothers gameplay that chris pratt says he's a huge fan of like pre-super mario (laughs) brothers mario brothers you know stomping koopas um I, I think that's like the most evolved form of that game. Um, it, it's like the Donkey Kong 94 to the original Mario Brothers. Uh, I think the Mario Tennis, Mario's Tennis for the Virtual Boy is also pretty fun. Um, there, there's a lot you could pull back for the Virtual Boy. And I would love to see that. I would be all about that. Even if that was for like the expanded expansion pack even if that was like the highest tier i i would say yeah we're going in for that because i've got to play galactic pinball again even though it, i have my 120 vir- a year for virtual boy games even though i have my virtual boy right here uh and it still works uh i don't like haunching myself over anymore because it hurts my back Ooh. yeah i'm not a kid anymore dustin um Sooner or later, you're going to be Cranky Kong. No, uh, actually, I've been laying on uh, this, like, curved piece of plastic that is actually supposed to restore the curve in your spine. Um, Ooh. It, I've been laying on it for a year, and my posture is better than it's ever been. Nice. I, you, you know what? I have been noticing your curves lately. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I've also been dressing more flatter, flattering to my shape. Uh <laughs> no, um, it, it, it's great. I, I lay on that for 25 minutes a day and you lay on it and it like cracks your back immediately and it like separates your um, your joints uh, just enough where it completely relaxes you and you just fall asleep instantly. So whenever I'm suffering from insomnia now, I just break that out and I lay down on it and I'm, I'm, Damn, I'm I- out. I could have used that last night. I was up till like 4 a.m. For having sex. <laughs> hey, yo. High five. All right, let's go ahead and take our next caller. And then we'll wrap up our thoughts on the February 2023 Nintendo Direct. Uh, at least for now, because I'm sure uh, there will be loads more to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. This is pretty much it. <laughs> hey, Heil and Dustin, it's Frieza here. Sorry to bug you again. Uh, just to me, this was a huge direct just because it had Game Boy and Game Boy Advance coming to Switch, two of my favorite systems ever. And with Sandra, Kazooie, and GoldenEye already being on NSO, it seems like Rare's library for these handhelds is on the table, although we haven't actually got any confirmation yet. <clears throat> So hopefully more people can discover the Rare Cow and also learn how fun games like Saber Wolf and It's Mr. Pants are. But for both of you, I'm curious, if you could only pick two Rare-developed games across Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance total, which two would you pick and why? I look forward to hearing you justify why the answer is Conker's Pocket Tales for Game Boy 
and also the very different Conquest Pocket Tales for Game Boy Color. I was going to say something funny at the end, but I actually forgot it's getting awkward. Oh, thank you for the call, Freezer. All right, so uh, kind of been thrown a, a curveball, a, a thinking question for us, Dustin. So oh, I wasn't prepared to think. Well, I'll let you mull over this while I address a broader point from the outside here. So I, I've seen people speculating. I've had people directly ask me if I think we're going to see any rare or, or rather Microsoft own rare games that Nintendo's never had the rights to um, show up on this service now. Games like Conqueror's Pocket Tales, games like Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge, Saber Wolf, It's Mr. Pants, Banjo Pilots. And, you know, I honestly don't know. Like, like I just got done saying, once upon a time I would have thought the original Banjo-Kazooie on a Nintendo system would have been impossible. And it happens. Now, I'm not privy to the behind-the-scenes wheelings and dealings with Rare and Nintendo. Uh, exactly how Banjo-Kazooie and GoldenEye for NSO came about. So, it could be a completely different circumstance. A very limited engagement versus something like, oh, now Nintendo has free reign to pick any of Rare's titles to put on the service, and Rare would be fine and dandy with it. I don't know. Uh, I, obviously, it's in a, within a realm of possibility now. But how likely is it? Uh, I really don't know. I, I think it would be uh, a very steep climb before we get any of them. Um, and if we were to get any of them, it would probably be Grunty's Revenge. Because that's probably the most uh, marketable one. Probably the most... Exciting right. one. It, it's the one where a lot of people who are Banjo Kazooie fans maybe never picked it up, never played it. They'd be the most interested in that one. Whereas something like Saber Wolf is a little bit more obscure. Something like It's Mr. Pants, forget about it. That that's that's <laughs> only a dozen people played that, but it's possible, sure. Um is it likely? I really can't say. Like, like I said, uh, Banjo-Kazooie and GoldenEye, hopefully, you know, the other N64 titles are part of that package deal, specifically Diddy Kong Racing and Banjo-Tooie. Uh, but after that, like, it's hard to say. It would be great to get the GBA games back because they were not included with Rare Replay, and it's not something that they would probably add to uh, Xbox Game Pass so the only really way we're going to see them available commercially in a modern context is through this service. So that alone, I would hope that somehow Rare, Microsoft, and Nintendo can make it happen. Because at the very least, it's just uh, it, it's just a treat for the fans, right? Um, yeah. The, the work has already been done, and it's a shame that these games have to be lost to time the sands of time let's dig them back out and let them have their day because i really do stand by the gba games that rare did i think they're uh they're all really solid really fun they all add something um to the universe so that being said i i, I assume your question didn't pertain to anything that nintendo 
has the publishing rights for like the Donkey Kong Country remakes. Well, the Donkey Kong Country remakes. So uh, I'm I'm going to exclude them from the from the question, from the possibility, from the pool to draw from. Dustin, why don't okay. you choose your two? Uh, and this this can be Conker's Pocket Tales. It could be Perfect Dark for the Game Boy Color. Ooh, um, what a pick! What a pull. doesn't even have to be DKU, right? Right. Um, I guess my first one. I mean, you already said it, but Banjo Kazooie Grunty's Revenge just seems like the big one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a very satisfying game. It would be fun to have on there, uh, especially if we end up getting uh, Tui. Then we'll just have like the three Nintendo banjo games, banjo adventure games. Anyway, there's right. always Banjo Pilot as well. There's always Banjo Pilot. I like to say. <laughs> Now that makes for a good shirt. Uh, let's see what else. So before you you said we were excluding the publishing ones, they're the ones Nintendo uh, has the publishing rights to already. I would have said King of Swing just because I feel like that would be a fun one but, yeah. uh, for the online multiplayer. That's not a rare game uh, though. That's that's yeah. DKU Donkey Kong, but uh, not rare. Right. Um. Let's see. I think after that, I'll just say Saber Wolf. I. Th- for the same reason as Banjo, it's just a nice little adventure game to play through. It's a fairly, it's a fairly meaty Game Boy Advance game. Uh, plus, you know, it would be cool to get some of the more obscure, uh, lesser known picks on there for people to experience. Also, I told one of my friends uh, I would send them a copy. I had two copies and then I lost it, so I couldn't. So oh, it'd be no. cool for them to, yeah, I felt like a real ass after that. You could so ju- it'd be nice for them to be able to play. You could just send them a Switch and be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll buy a $300 Switch. Sorry, hope this makes up for it. Um, all right, so I will concur with Grunty's Revenge. Absolutely. I, I think that is just the, the safe answer. And I mean, you're right. Yeah. Especially like, it's weird because all this argument about does nuts and bolts count as banjo 3e and i'm like yeah yeah but also there is another banjo kazooie game which adds so much to the lore of banjo kazooie i think it's indispensable really and i think uh grunny's revenge shouldn't be overlooked so i would love if it could have a a renaissance or or rather uh a true discovery period at all since it was so kind of under the radar when it was released not as much as saber wolf and it's mr pants yeah it it could finally be included in the banjo kazooie conversation yeah that would that would be great um and you know i i was thinking about saber wolf because i agree with what you said i mean this is hard it's only two right so yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to make some hard choices. I would go with It's Mr. Pants just because it is so weird and I want people yeah. to see how weird it is and to experience how weird it is. And also, I just think it's a really fun puzzle game. And I think it's the kind of thing that if more people had a chance to play it, it w- could take off. I mean, it w- it's never going to set the world on fire, but I think it will have a more devoted fan base if more people can play it and not have to, you know, track down a cartridge online or, or kill a person who has one because they've made <laughs> so few of them. But yeah, yeah, uh, it, it helps. It helps that it's such a unique puzzle game too. It's not like it's just a handheld version of like 
a Tetris attack or uh, Puyo Puyo or right. anything. It's a game that uh, it totally its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the only puzzle game I've really been passionate about. So, yeah, that, that's that's my pick. Well, that's not true because it's Mr. Pants Mobile Edition. I also quite enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we we got to get that one up somewhere. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up this episode of the conversation. Now, the question hanging over all of this is, with all signs pointing to them having a slew of Donkey Kong announcements, uh, with, with, at the very least, Diddy probably coming to 8 Deluxe, and, you know, the likelihood of a new Donkey Kong track in Wave 5 or 6, Legend of Zelda um, Tears of the Gods is going to be a big May release, which right. will sort of clear the way for the holiday season. A- and what would traditionally be announced around E3 time, whenever they're going to do it now, we don't really know because E3 is kind of up in the air at this point. But... Dustin, I, I just want to gauge your... Th- this isn't me saying anything. This isn't me hinting towards anything because I don't know. But I, I do want to start questioning the possibility because I think we're entering the phase of this discussion where we can start pondering the possibility. Do you think Donkey Kong could be Nintendo's big holiday game for this year? I think it's totally possible. I mean, we don't know anything that could be coming at the end of the year. Yeah. Because, yeah, Zelda's out in May, uh, and Pikmin is out in July. Yeah. And those are, like, the the big two right now. So after that, what'll we have? Uh, nothing yet. I mean, you know, there, there's always a Pokemon something around the corner. There's always something True. with Fire Emblem, but... but what what would really be huge? I think it's Donkey Kong. I, I think we're getting close to the time where it can at the very least enter the discussion for possibilities. Whether it's this year, whether it's next year, I don't know. But it's kind of exciting, right? It's kind of exciting yeah. that we are clearing the decks a little bit of all of these games that have been in discussion for a few years now been announced, been released. There's still Metroid Prime 4, you know, who, who knows what's right. happening with that, but yeah, I I think it's possible. Um, I, I'm not gonna say I, I even think it's 50% likely. I'm, I'm not gonna put any stakes in it, but I think we can start looking forward to, around mid-year, looking at these Nintendo Directs and start at least carrying the possibility with us that, hey, maybe this will be the the Nintendo Direct where they finally announce it. Yeah, the, the runway is cleared right now. Yeah. I guess we could also discuss how uh, Legend of Zelda uh, tears from... What what is it? What was it? I I, I worked myself Tears into a shoot. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. I guess we could discuss how the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is actually just the Legend of Zelda nuts and bolts, and how hilarious that is. It's it's got cars in it. This has been a File Two production. Terrico.